You know, as captain, I have the power to marry you two. Just remember, no good deed ever goes unpunished. I tried giving him a cardiogram and it spelled out I-O-U. Is that a smile? It's so hard to tell when a man has no lips. You can bet McCarthy doesn't have to rinse out his own nylons. I got a soft spot for Klinger. He looks a little like my son. And he dresses a lot like my wife. She looks like she needs a shave. She's been on duty all day. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Hello. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 16, The Price of Tomato Juice. It's the 88th episode overall, directed by Gene Reynolds, written by Larry Gelbart and Gene Reynolds, originally aired on December 16, 1975, and the production code is G519. You serious mind if I sit here? You're very democratic, Raynor. Hey, there's a fly in my coffee. Probably knows your insect officer. Look at him, he's doing the Australian crawl. Go Yale! Radar, is that tomato juice? This red stuff, yes, sir. I haven't seen tomato juice in donkey's years. Reminds me of all the goodies back home. Kosher pickles, apple pancakes, escargot. What's that? Snails. Oh, Vic, I would never eat a snail. Nobody would. That's why they started to call them escargot. Would you like this juice, sir? My lips never touch a glass. No, I'll get some. Oh, please, sir, take mine. You're very kind, Radar. Oh, it's nice being kind of you, sir. You know, as captain, I have the power to marry you two. Delish. Boy, that takes me back. Last time I had tomato juice was when I was stationed at Camp Dix. Mother and I had a house on the base. It was peacetime. All I did was take out the odd hot appendix and teach dirty words to our minor bird. Rats. What? My fly sank. If he doesn't come up in 10 seconds, I'm going in after him. Thank you, Radar. That tomato juice was the oyster's ice skates. You're welcome, sir. If anybody needs me, I'll be sending a latrinogram. You read the news? Years ago. Thank you. Thanks again, Radar. Uh, yes, sir. And plus something for this episode. What seems to be a simple request to get tomato, tomato juice for Colonel Potter <laughs> becomes a ridiculous, complicated ordeal when Major Burns asks for something in return. Uh, excuse me, sir. Did you bring any fresh flies with your radar? I uh, know. Hey, listen, uh, you both like Colonel Potter, right? Very much. I worship his saddle sores. Taking a survey? Uh, no, it's just that I like him too and there's something I want to do for him. Very nice. You do that, radar. Do something nice. Just remember, no good deed ever goes unpunished. Huh? What do you have in mind doing something for him, Wise? Well, uh, I want to make sure that he gets tomato juice every morning. Except uh, Major Burns is in charge of requisition, you know, and I, I know he'll say no. Major Burns is not very long on human kindness. Major Burns wouldn't give a drowning man a glass of water. Should you give a drowning man a glass? Major Burns has no heart. I tried giving him a cardiogram and it spelled out I-O-U. Well, would you guys please talk to him, sirs? Done, Radar. Boy, I bet if my little brother had lived, he'd grown up to be you two. It's a pretty neat trick. Yeah, and playing in the tomato juice episode, 
William Christopher is still, still playing Father Francis Patrick Mulcahy the fourth. And Jeff Maxwell again plays the tomato serving Igor Straminsky. Ah, everyone worth knowing is visiting the baths. All of Rome is here. No offense, Father. I'll be out in a tick. Just don't leave it in there. Frank, I'd like you to do us a favor. Take your favor and stick it in your jumper. Oh, dear. Now, listen, Father, these two aren't entitled to any civility. They stuff lard in my gun belt and keep writing nasty things on my shorts. We like to send threatening underwear. Frank, this favor's for Colonel Potter. Oh, him. Our commanding officer, Frank. Your commanding officer, Skizix, not mine. Last month, he said my brain had a Charlie horse. Kick him in the shins, he said. Give Frank a headache. He's got no sensitivity for people's feelings. He said it right in front of two enlisted creeps. He was making a joke, Frank. My brain is no joke. Hold still, Frank. Did you get it? Get what? Potter's crazy about tomato juice, Frank. We'd like you to requisition some. Not on your Nelly. It's too expensive. Each month, I've only got so much to spend. Frank, stop trying to bring the war in under budget. You're going to win the Distinguished Stingy Cross. I hope you can see your way clear, Frank. I think the world of Colonel Potter. He's a good Christian. Yet hardly dull at all. Well, Frank? Is that a smile? It's so hard to tell when a man has no lips. You can have your tomato juice on one condition. What's that? I need a pair of nylons. A pair of nylons? Varicose veins? They're not for me. Of course not. And they're not for her either. What her is that, Frank? Uh, they're for uh, one of the nurses who's performed well in the OR. Why haven't I ever thought of taking one in there? We get you the nylons, Potter gets the juice. That's it, Shorty. Frank, mm. how can we ever thank you? Oh, now, come on, get out! Out! Get out of here, you crazy thing! Now, stop that! That is not funny at all! <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and start the discussion of this episode. You want to start us off, Al? Sure, yeah. Well, the price of tomato juice <laughs> was an interesting episode. I would say it was kind of formulaic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the typical... Um, you, bargain for this to get that from yep. this person and then this thing goes bad episode uh, I, I i liked father i like seeing father mulcahy okay this is gonna sound really bad i liked seeing father mulcahy in the shower with frank when frank was talking about how the nurses you know they they, mm-hmm. they they take their time yeah. soaping their bodies up, and you can see Father Mulcahy getting a little uncomfortable. uncomfortable but he turns yeah. on, yeah, you know, turns on the cold water, and he's thank God for cold water. Yeah. What's your hurry, Father? Oh, I like to get in and get out fast. Give the next fellow a chance. Oh, take your time. The nurses certainly do. Just stand in here and soak their precious bodies all over from top to bottom. Yes. Well. Oh. This cold water is a blessing. It was a great scene, yeah. It was, yeah. it was. Um, a few things that uh, you know that I picked out were in the previous episode when it, when you're in um, Potter's office and you look out the window, you can see the uh, the supply room mm-hmm. building. But in this episode, when you look out there, there's something but trees. Yeah, yeah I wrote uh, that as well. That happens a couple of times. It actually in this episode where it changes from trees to a shed to a trees. <laughs> it must be quick bug outs. <laughs> yeah, so fast we didn't even bother telling you about it. Yeah, uh, not sure why uh, why they had to sneak Klinger off to Seoul when Potter gave him a pass. That's mm. true. Yeah, yeah you, you had to do that little thing. You know. 
Um, I, but I did love the payoff at the end. I just, it was, you knew it was coming. Obviously, you know it's coming because this is a very formulaic type of episode. Mm. But you just, you love everybody's expression when Potter says, oh, I can't tolerate uh, tomato juice. I, I like the one glass, but, you know, gave yeah. me the squirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all in all, you know, it's an okay episode. Yeah. How about you, Mads? Uh, predictable. Very predictable episode. Also been done before. Um, oh, yeah. just, we've had this episode with before. Boots. Yeah, with the boots. Um, so it's you know I've seen it all before. Um, there, I have got something on here, but I know it's, it's in our behind the scenes, so I won't read it out. Um, oh, you know the general Brad Barker. You know Hot Lips is excused for going. I do like that, which is it's better than squeezing puss out of a leg. Um, <laughs> yet Margaret still wants to marry Frank, considering what happened in the last episode. Yeah. Oh, really annoying. Um, and Frank saying the drinks from me when there's no one there that was that was quite good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like it. It's just it's just too predictable. I'm, again, the ending. Now I, I agree. Like what what you said just now that uh, our, we, we you know with Klinger being in there. Yeah, you know it's all going to go well. And the fact that he got on with General Barker, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, it's just. So I don't like predictability, you know, especially in a, a TV series. And I know you're going to use storylines again, but this is like still quite early in Mash, so mm-hmm. to do it so quickly is a bit bit unforgivable, I think. So it's a it's an okay predictable episode for me. Yeah, um, Klinger missed a great opportunity. I mean, because Barker had such a good time with him, he could have blackmailed Barker. Hey, True. You're, yeah. you, you know, you're swinging the other way there, pal. <laughs> I'm going to tell your wife. Now get me out of the army now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have you know just another okay episode in my notes. That's all I have for my notes. Um, nothing really stood out to me other than like Meds mentioned with um, Hot Lips. You know, it's just she tends every episode. It's like a reset for her. She forgets these horrible things that Frank has done. You know, and she's perfectly fine. Um, I just is poorly written character for Hot Lips, and I'm so glad when she gets over that and she dumps him for good. And she becomes her own character, and I think she becomes a much stronger character in yeah. later seasons. Once um, she gets rid of, even when she's with Frank, you know, even when uh, Larry Linville is still in the series, and she's not with him, I think she becomes a better character. Mm. Well, you know, most people, most people are are much happier after they have that hemorrhoid surgery. <laughs> but yeah. But overall, yeah, there was nothing. I don't think there's anything special. I mean, it was nice of Radar wanting to get the tomato soup. But, you know, like you both mentioned, it, it's just the same old, you know, I'll give you this if you can give me this. Well, then they go to this person. Well, I'll give you that if you can give me this. And somewhere along the line, it always falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, of course, this one falls apart, but they bring it back together. And then at the end, he doesn't want the tomato soup because it, he's allergic to it. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just a kind of a ho-hum episode for me overall. Mm. I'm delighted you asked, especially for me, sir. I'm always ready to assist you. Leg wound, just a superficial laceration. We won't be long. Oh, I don't mind, Colonel. I'm completely devoted to my work and consider it a privilege to sacrifice my free time without making any mention of it at all. Clamp. I really had something to ask you, Major, but I don't know if I will now. Sponge. What is it, sir? Well, I talked to Soul before, and I'm really doing a slow burn about it. To whom to were you talking, sir? General Barker. Brad Barker? General Bradley Barker, sir. Right. I served under him at Fort Ord. Section. What did the general want, sir? 
He had the gall to ask me to fix him up with you. <sighs> fix him up? With me? This weekend, down in Seoul. Some big social do. Really? Said he'd send his car for you. Really? A reception. Lots of VIPs, wall-to-wall -wall brass. Really? He didn't have the guts to ask you direct, so he goes through me, the CEO. And figures I'll come crawling on all fours. <laughs> I'll call him back and tell him to take his soiree and stuff it. Oh, no, sir, don't do that. Lap sponge. Don't trouble yourself. It'll be my pleasure. No, Colonel, really, please. I'm willing to go. Major, you don't have to. I know. Nothing bores me more than a crowd of generals and correspondents from all over the world. Diplomats just standing around sipping champagne, especially when I could be here helping you drain the pus out of a leg. But who knows, my presence there might just help the 4077. Won't mean a thing to us. We don't need them. I might be able to borrow some plasma, beg some blankets, some instruments. Don't beg them for anything. Sutures. I'll do it, sir. I'll do it for the good of the outfit. You're one hell of a gal. Not at all. I'll get some nurse to cover for me, run a quick comb through my hair. You call Brad. General, what's his name? Go over the top, soldier. All right, let's go ahead and start our behind the scenes. I have the first one. In a scene in the mess tent, Frank Burns is upset about Igor's service and asks him his name. What's your name, fella? Maxwell, sir. Well, you're going on KP, Maxwell. Igor, who's played by Jeff Maxwell, gives Frank his real last name of Maxwell. According to interviews done with Jeff Maxwell, Igor had no last name at the time, and the script called for him to say his name, Maxwell. This line is often cited as a goof, but Maxwell says he was supposed to say his real name. Mm, Didn't yeah, he have was... a silver hammer? Do you have a what? <laughs> a a silver hammer. Yeah, a silver hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it said the Empire State Building just sold for $20 million. The Empire State Building was sold yesterday for $20 million. Does that price include King Kong? Yeah, this is close, but it was more valuable. In 1951, the famed New York City landmark Sold for $34 million. Chump change. Just chump change. <laughs> Frank calls Hawkeye Skeezix. This is one of the central characters of the long-running Gasoline Alley comic strip. Hmm. I was wondering about that. And our final behind-the-scenes, Radar thanks Sparky for the Fanny Hill novel. But his copy is missing the last chapter. He asks, who did it? And the reply is, everybody. Hey, listen, uh, Sparky. Yeah, thanks a lot for that book you sent me, that uh, Fanny Hill. Oh, yeah, it was great. Only thing is, uh, by the time it got to me, the last chapter was torn out. Well, I don't know how it ended. Who did it? Everybody? Hot Sorokis. Fanny Hill is an erotic novel published in England in 1748 and is considered the first pornographic novel. Holy cow! <laughs> eBay. <laughs> I can just tell right now. There's like 50 million people listening to us right now, all searching eBay for this book. <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> all of them coming from owls. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what makes him so right? In Frank's case, it's a gift. He has raised selfishness and pettiness to an art. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm really sure. sorry. Sure, he sure. made a deal, though. I mean, that's not fair. Radar, what's fair? Being 20,000 miles from home? Up Korea without a paddle? I'm so lonely I could kiss a gopher. I think I just did. What is Major Burns seeing Major Houlihan anyway? Mainly she's here. 
Well, Mrs. Burns is back in Indiana teaching Frigid one and two. Wish you guys talk English. They're all they've got, Radar. Two kind of beat-up people who, when they get together, barely have one heart between them. What young Radar needs is for old Margaret to remain here in camp, which would allow middle-aged Frank to give her the nylons, which in turn would result in Colonel Potter's getting the tomato juice. Which it'll never happen. Careful, Radar. You are throwing down the gauntlet of challenge before Hawkeye Pierce. A man raised on the legend of Prince Valiant. You have an actual idea, Prince? No, but I'm not letting Radar down. Oh, thank you, sir. He's been like a son to me. Ever since I found him hungry and cold, half buried in a box of kitty litter. He didn't really. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Just a ho-hum episode for me, and I think that's can say that for the, the guys as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Streeter. And <laughs> we'll be seeing you. Come in. Frank, darling. My precious girl. <laughs> you didn't have to do it again. Again? Wild flowers from my favorite wild fella. Oh, Frank, I'm so proud of you. So proud of your courage. Well, courage is just something you can't be afraid to have. You have a golden tongue. Margaret, I'm so grateful to you. Grateful? For not leaving me tonight. For not leaving you forever. Of course, forever. All the way to the end of that? all the way, like in the note it said. Yours tonight and always, Margaret. Let me come to you on my knees to propose, Frank. Frank who? (laughs) Frank who? Frank you. Margaret, dear. Yes, darling. Oh, no kidding. Who else do you know named Frank? My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, 
some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle On Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle On Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Ghost-infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Nutloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. 
All rights reserved. But Maxwell says it was supposed to be... Oh, it's me. Uh, (laughs) I'm waiting for the next comment.